Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. You're on the D Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Thaddenson, with For Your Help. I just want to say happy Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday day here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm excited about my guest tonight. Um, to the people who are listening or will be listening, we have Beth Hauser, the owner of Living Food Institute. Beth, I want to welcome you on the show. Thank you so much, Marsha. And it's actually just it's actually Beth Hauser Coughlin. <laughs> Some of my documents still say oh. Hauser, but so so thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I am so grateful for you being on the show. Um was it last year or year before last we had um Brenda on and she gave yeah. us her story, her testimony and how she birthed this business out of an anguish of being sick, not knowing what to do, and just being guided um, to know how to take care of her health. And you picked up the torch from Brenda to take others yeah. into this wellness journey from cancer and other illness. Tell our listening audience who you are and why you picked up that torch from Brenda. Well, I, I, it is such a Brenda created. I, I love that you had her on, and so your listeners, many of them, may be familiar with her story. It's so powerful, and it's um, at, as you, some of your listeners may know, she actually used the protocol that we're still using today to heal her body from cancer. She had she was diagnosed with breast and cervical cancer. And this was twenty years ago and she's doing great now. She's traveling she's traveling all around the world and enjoying life and and um but she was ready to retire and so I'm I feel very honored, thrilled to be um in this position to be continuing on with Living Foods Institute. It's a um and the reason really is because of the, as as you know from Brenda, it's it's not we're not, um, and in fact even we're we're trying to take it in more steps not to be we're not against medicine. We certainly my 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 father was a medical doctor, and in fact that's part of what led me to this journey. I believe I um, saw my father had a terminal illness, a neurological disorder that medicine couldn't help, and so. Um, I um, have really seen how many wonderful things can happen through natural methods, through food as medicine, through plants as medicine, through prayer, through changing our thought patterns, uh, through a, a lot of other really natural ways using light and heat and all sorts of things that are just, that are here, God-given things that we can use to really help our bodies heal heal themselves. And so we that's what we're doing at the Living Foods Institute. We're using the same protocol that Brenda used. Um, we we meet people at various phases of their disease, or when we also have a lot of healthy people who just want to reboot and um, reset. We all get off track, whether it's um, physically or emotionally. Uh, so, so we have, um, as you mentioned, Brenda's story, and um, what's neat about medicine now is that there's a lot of great science that really validates everything that we're doing and it validates um, things are being studied that weren't studied back then and 
um, they, they're 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 really good peer reviewed medical medically documented studies that um, support every little thing that we do, and it's just it's just so neat. So you mentioned Brenda's story. I'm just honored to be able to be a part of it now, and so yeah. <laughs> so so by you, you being but your dad being in the medical field and what puts you on this journey to pick up the torch from a healthy nutritional side? But I know there's a balance and a place for medicine. We both all know, agree at some time in season, you may be on medication, but what puts you in this journey to pick that torch up? Well, you know, it's, so, so a lot of when, when you hear about Living Foods Institute, of course, what comes to mind is the food, and that's so incredibly powerful. But there's a whole other component that deals with um, the way that we look at life and our mental and emotional response to life. And so very early on, I, um, I started having the, when I was younger, my parents were divorced when I was a child, and it wasn't really even that. They argued, and I remember hearing them arguing, and I remember how stressful it was, but it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't outwardly traumatic. Uh, you wouldn't look at the scenario. I mean, a lot of parents, kids, were, kids' parents were getting divorced back then, but it was so troubling to me. And then when I, I lived with my mom and my brother lived with my dad, and, and, and as a child, you don't know how, you know how upsetting things really are. So I started having these weird reactions to things. It would happen um, every, you know, every couple of weeks. I would have these really severe rashes and um, hives, and uh, frequently it was so severe that I that I missed school. And it was a, it, it was reactions to things that seemed external, but we couldn't really pinpoint one thing. And this was. Um, many years ago, and um, so I guess it was probably 40 years ago, and, and when I was in high school, um, a little over 40, well, let's see, something around there, and um, I, my medical doctor dad was taking me to all kinds of doctors and trying to figure out what was going on, why was I having these severe reactions, and back then, there wasn't a, a very strong correlation, or it wasn't as well-documented um, to inflammation and, and disease, to stress. And they ended up, after just months of testing, saying, you know what, I, I believe Beth has a stress, has stress-induced articaria. And so it's so interesting to me that back then they were correlating at some level. They, they, they It was probably a diagnosis of exclusion. Um, they couldn't figure out anything else. So so I really had to be careful of figuring out how to manage stress in my life. And I, and I also had foods. I knew that I was overreacting to foods. And so I have always been interested in um, really trying to manage that and take care of it. So I've always been really interested. I was initially, I was a health teacher. I taught um, English and health and um, worked at a school for kids with behavior disorders and was later um, the principal of the school, not because I um, deserved to be or anything, but I, but I was I enjoyed working hard. And um, the the previous principal left, and they put me in the position, and and um, that became very stressful. And 
so, but I didn't want to walk away from the job or run away from the job. I wanted to walk away from it when the time was right. And I stayed for years and really came to love it and just was such a wonderful experience. But, but I had to each, you know, each time it was about learning how to manage the stress of um, a challenging situation. And so I, um, just I started of course at the, at the school where I was working teaching health and and being with kids with their own emotional issues it's it's always been so interesting to me then when my father um, was diagnosed with a, he it was actually it's called frontotemporal dementia it's actually it's more frequently talked about now was less understood then and this was prior to understanding what um, the, the word neuroplasticity, we hear it now, that our brains, um, brain plasticity, that our brains can actually change and grow, which is great, even until we're um, really old. And so um, even in, you know, really later years, they can, our brain can continue to get stronger and, and um, we can develop new neural pathways. Um, so that's great as long as we're making sure that it's growing in the right direction and we're not, it's, that we're not um, reinforcing negative patterns of stress. So fast forward to my, um, I left the school and opened, I had a, um, a little a health studio with a, with, a, with a yoga studio and a movement area and um, some, some treatment rooms that I rented out to other people who were doing um, various, like there was a woman who, who practiced Ayurveda and a chiropractor and a massage therapist, and, and I loved it. And, and then my father, that's, that's around the time shortly after that, that my father got so sick. And I was just desperate. I was just hearing a little bit about um, how really um, helping yourself emotionally could heal. Um, they were talking about meditation and prayer and the impact of that on um, on on your brain. And um, that's when you know there were all these neat new studies that were coming out. They were just starting to do the functional MRIs and more imaging into the in the brain, and they could really see the brain is starting to change. But it wasn't widely embraced in the medical community. And so when my father was first diagnosed, I um, I started trying to I was frantically researching it because I just felt like okay we can fix this we we um, it, it, he he was just way too young he was 67 when he passed but and it, and by the time he was diagnosed it was um, only it was it was fairly quickly after that that he actually um, that we realized that he actually passed away it was probably a year and a half he probably had some symptoms earlier on but that's one of the hallmarks of this type of dementia is that it's so aggressive and, and fast acting so in in my research in fact I went back to school after that and um, tried to study more about it and and I became I started noticing some things that were going on in my father trying to correlate and I actually started realizing some some things in myself um, and one of the most notable was that I um, don't detoxify well I, um, I I did a it was it actually is 23 and me which a lot of people have heard about so there's there are many different genetic testing um, services out there now but this one in particular um, let me know that I don't methylate I don't detoxify well my detoxification pathways are impaired and so 
uh, I believe my father probably had the same thing. He had, he would, it would show up in some skin problems that he had. And, and, um, and, and I also knew that he had some digestive problems. And this was early on, 20 years or so ago, 15, 15 years ago, I guess, when, when research was just starting about the gut and the brain, the connection between the gut and the yeah. brain. And our, our whole inner ecosystem is so fascinating. It's just, so you're, you, you, yeah, you're probably a little, you've, or you're probably familiar with it too. I don't know if you've had other mm-hmm. um, uh, guests on who've spoken about it. Yes, I have. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it's it's so interesting, isn't it? It's it's uh this whole there there's just in, there's speculation, and of course there are different perspectives on it. I think we're really just learning, but that they're more microbiota, basically microbacterial cells, um, microbiome than there are even human cells, and um, yeah. lots a lot more. So they're they're sort of running the show, and um, but but so we notice we we real we realize that that the things that we do, the thoughts that we think and the food we eat, that there's, there's the pathway back and forth from the brain to the gut, to the gut, to the brain. And actually now the heart, the heart, there's research that says now the heart also is involved. It's that we have, the heart has 40,000 neurons. And, and um, so it's everything that we eat, that we everything that we feed our bodies um, through thoughts, through the breathing things in, through the food we eat, um, the way that we nourish ourselves is sometimes that can be toxic, and sometimes we're we're feeding ourselves with um, medicine through food, through love, through relationships, through our connection, through our spiritual connections, through um, our interaction with nature and others, and and. So, um, so I started getting. I was so fascinated with this, and I've been really involved in reading, reading about it, and studying about it, and uh, and I um, just it just is, you know, I, I never actually intended to do this, but it was sort of one of those long stories. One thing led to another. It felt very divinely guided. Actually, some two other women approached me about doing a business with them, and I um, I actually had decided that I wasn't going to be working again um unless I was doing something with a partner and it's a whole long story but I ended up um it just one thing led to another and I was suddenly just decided I'm doing this because everything about everything about this business I just really believe in or everything about the way that it was um the, the program itself I so believe in and um so because we because it, it really is a balance of um, the food intake and uh, um, the, the the food that we're the food that we provide our participants is so nutrient dense and easily digestible that the body starts to naturally detoxify, which for me was great. I um, one of the friends I mentioned who approached me about partnering, she introduced me to the program. I was familiar with it a little bit through a um, I had when I had my old business we had. Um, Gideon and Jackie Graff, who were raw foodists at the time, did doing beautiful raw food workshops. Did had one at my business, and and I'd like to say I'm I'm not uh, 100% raw vegan. I um, just and and we don't we don't tell our participants you need to leave Living Foods Institute and become a raw vegan because. Um, and in fact, being 100% raw for the rest of your life, I personally, that wouldn't be good for me, um, for, for my body type. But, but 
but as a um, knowing that I can do it to help my body detoxify, I can eat some other things that may have otherwise been more harmful, but, but it, because it's been so healing and detoxifying to me, my body can handle a lot more, even stress a lot better. So, so this lines up with everything that, um, that I love so much. And um, so that's sort of a long way of getting around to that, but that's why I'm, um, that's really why I'm, why I'm at Living Foods. And I, and I, and I am, just blown away every month we have our classes are every um, they run the first couple weeks of each month and I am so amazed at the success that we see every just just from the even just a 10-day program people come through and they are they're so transformed the way they look when they come in and we know the way they're we know we we feel you know we, we see them when they come in we all everybody who works there I just love we're all such a, we love working with each other and we love working with everybody who comes through it's just such a strong loving community which I think is part of what's great about living foods and but but we see people come in and they're sad or they look like they're just oh so just beaten down or they you know have trouble walking or they're inflamed or they they feel sluggish and tired and um and we know that, it, that we're going to see a new person in 10 days, and we do. Of course, we also have a 15-day program and a 30-day program. It's amazing how transformative it is. So I told you sort of what got me there, and that's what has kept me there. It's been, you know, it's, it's a, as with every transition, there's always um, challenges in running the business. But um, I am just so in love with everybody that comes through and the changes that I see and and I believe in it so much because it's just it's it's not the great thing Marsha is that it's really I mentioned it we're not against medicine we have a lot of people whose medical doctors actually recommend that they come and were you I'm sorry did you say something did no I, I agree with you. I'm standing agreeing with you yes yes that is yeah great. yes because it's not, in, in fact, when I went through the program, there was someone who was going through chemotherapy, and she said, I am the only healthy person in my chemo group. And so we, and that's, you know, there's some doctors who prefer that the immune system just stays compromised during chemotherapy, I guess. And, but a lot of doctors are starting to see that a strong body can really, so we get people who are trying to make the decision of what do I do because my doctor wants me to do chemotherapy or surgery or, um, you know, a double mastectomy or, I mean, there are just all kinds of things that, that, that are options um, in the medical community. And so we get a lot of people who are just diagnosed and we know that we're going to make their body stronger and, and we always see it and they'll be, they'll be able to make, and I mentioned the brain and the gut connection, it, it also yeah. increases the ability to make a good decision. It's like that, that helps you think more clearly because a lot of times we, it's hard to know exactly the right thing to do, but um, when there's balance internal, which is all, all really that we're doing is we're creating homeostasis and inner balance and, and um, brain, gut, heart, balance, and um, strong digestive function and all the other organs then, of course, benefit from that and detoxification. So all of that is happening, and um, the body is – that's what we know is that when people leave our program, they're going to know exactly what to do. And a lot of people choose to continue on the natural path and because maybe they're, maybe it's not so progressed or – um, and we even have people who, with really strong 
stories of having very progressed cancer who who got better after a period of time. I believe emotional healing, um, faith, and combined with the food is incredibly powerful. But then there are other you know the, there are other people who opt potentially to to do a little surgery or whatever. And then other people have come to us when their um, when their doctors have done surgery or chemotherapy or radiation and the the thing about it is that um that 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 one of the things that does make me sad with medicine and i and and i one of the reasons i um, appreciate you're having me on the show is we want to remind people that there's hope because um in fact we have this one precious lady i adore her who just went through a program and she um she showed me the piece of paper that she got from her doctor that said um, um, Sherry, she wouldn't mind sharing. She's very vocal. She wouldn't mind me sharing her first name. It, it said that she was um, told that she that she wasn't happy with her prognosis because she, there really was no cure. And you know that's just a really hard thing for people to get their to to walk away from feeling like there's if they if, if the doctor tells you there's no cure, then you feel like there's no hope. And whether you have a month to live or a hundred years more to live, you need to feel great in your body. And we want to feel great every day. And there are so many success stories of people overcoming. Um, we, we have had people who have been hospice has been called and their family didn't want to give yeah. up hope and they didn't want to give up hope and they've come to us and they've improved. Um, uh, we, you know, it, it, I'm not, you know, people may not, it may may not when they're at that phase turn it around um, forever, but um, it may actually it may actually and it certainly will improve the quality of their life. So there just are so many wonderful stories, and um, we have in fact we have a lot of testimonials on our website and on our new new brochure. But those are just a fraction because it's hard. We've been trying to in you know going through everything because. Um, Brenda did such a great job of um, collecting data over the many years, and there are just there are just hundreds of testimonials and success stories. So I just feel like I've barely scratched the surface with the ones that I've put on our website, which your viewers could listen to. And we've you know we we just started gathering some of our some testimonials too. We just you know we we don't we haven't we just we sometimes we just forget to get them, but <laughs> but. Um, so it's it's really it's really remarkable that that there are that that this can work so well in conjunction with other medical modalities and um, just also for prevention we all um, have things going on and and the other thing to mention too is that I love our program I feel like our program is really great for chronic disease there are a lot of acute things too that medicine can help and um, but but for chronic disease. I just, you know, we're we are absolutely going to a very basic thing. We're always going to improve the quality of life, and um, you know, we're going to make people feel better and improve strength and skin and help with weight loss if that's needed or weight gain if it's needed because the body balances out. Because all we're doing are things that are um, that really, you know, natural things that God gave us, and um, you know, we use essential oils and. Um, plants and we don't we don't even supplement while people are on our program we do have some 
whole food supplements like um, E3 Live, which is just a blue green algae, a type of uh, a type of food. And and in the longer program, we do a, a dehydrated um, vitamin and mineral drink, but just from whole foods. And um, because the food is so nutrient dense, they don't even need to. People, the participants don't even need to do it. And the great thing we're giving, the the, the most important thing really, is that we're giving that that the participants detoxify while they're with us, but it's a safe, healthy detoxification and you're not starving. You're, um, you're with a group of people, you're working with other people to help, um, to help stay strong. And, and, and there's actually great research about that too, showing that um, community support and caring connections, that that actually fosters healing. So we know that when we're we're there, when the participants are with us, they're transforming and they're healing and they're detoxifying and they're rejuvenating. But then when they leave us, they're going to have tools to do this on their own. And for really inexpensively, um, sprouting is such a wonderful thing because sprouts are so incredibly nutrient-dense. Do you do sprouting, Marsha, or do you eat sprouts? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's such a – they're so great. In fact, Ann Wigmore, and that's um, the woman who started – who created the program that Brenda based this program on um, 50 years or so ago, her – Life mission was she, yes. Well, well, that's where um, she's and actually Ann Wigmore. The protocol is in um, is in is in Mexico and um, and also okay. Hippocrates the Health Institute in Florida does um, yes. um, does what she does. But we do and there and that's a great place. I, I really love them too. They they do they don't do the um, w- the way ours is different. Is we are um, smaller and we're more immersive in that we are. Um, our participants are um, working with each other very closely. They're from nine until four, working with hands-on in the kitchen, and we're they're really learning. There's something that also we you know we talked a little bit about the brain and the gut connection, and and but there's something to being in the kitchen or to be to doing anything hands-on. Your body really um, the the muscle memory and the experience and everything you feel comfortable doing it when you leave. So that's what our program is really strong on, and um, we is working to teach the we teach sprouting, we teach fermenting, we teach how to make really delicious foods. A lot of times people say, "Well, I tried raw vegan, but." Um, or raw plant-based, and, and it's just, like, you get so bored eating salads all the time, but that it's so <laughs> completely different than that. It's not that at all. It's delicious. In fact, I think I sent you a picture. We had one of the volunteers yesterday I did. created. Was, yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to touch base. I have a question regarding your dad. I want to go back a little bit. When you talk about the yeah. frontal temporal dementia, with your dad, was it frontal temporal dementia that your dad had it sure was uh-huh fronto yep frontotemporal dementia mm-hmm. i just found out yeah. about that i had a couple about a month or so ago i had the alzheimer's association and i was looking up and researching and i found out about the frontotemporal dementia and they said that's increasing a lot with a lot of young people mm-hmm. in their mid-30s, and it's very dramatic, you know, the as opposed to like the Alzheimer's. And when you talk mm-hmm. about stress and, and your emotion and healing and your brain, and because also we had uh, Natasha Camel McBride on. She's written the Gap since, and I really love this oh, lady. Okay. And she's out of London. Yes, and she's been on our show. 
and I met with her through the Western Price Organization, and her child was diagnosed with autism at the age of two, and she's about 20-some years old, and she realized there was a gut and brain connection, and correcting yeah. that with diet and food, that front temporal lobe can get so messed up from the food that we're eating and the things that we're taking in, and like you said, emotions, because we yeah. can't we'd be surprised how strong our emotions is to our health, our stomach, you know, all of that is connected. And we don't tend to, and I, to me, I think the doctors chop us up. You got a heart doctor, you got a, uh, the doctor for your knees, and you got a doctor for your brain. So we got us all in pieces, but not to make a connection to see everything is connected and everything is fed by what we put in our mouths. So, but I really want people to be aware of that frontal temporal dementia because if that gut is cleaned out, the brain will be cleaned out. Is that correct? It's, that's why. Yes, yes. It really, it's it's incredible the connection, and and we now know that. Um, so I'll talk. Let me mention that both of those in frontal temporal dementia is such a sad one. I, I mean, I think that there's going to be. I think a lot of it can be prevented, and particularly now. Yeah. That, and again, this is part of yeah. why I'm in, and I think that in the early phase, it can be halted, um, but it's aggressive. So it's um, what we now know is that all of our um, that are that our neuro, neurotransmitters are primarily manufactured in our gut. And so yes. serotonin and dopamine, GABA, they're actually manufactured in our gut. We think of those as being in the brain, but they're actually in the gut. And and another interesting thing I'll share with you about my father in frontotemporal dementia and stress. And my father was not, um, he was a, such a sweet man and he didn't ever seem stressed out to me, but, but he always had um, a lot of responsibility and a lot of um, stressful jobs. He was, when Columbia and HCA merged, um, and they, he was he was the um, president of it was and ended up being the VP of quality for really the largest hospital group in the world. And so so he was traveling all around the world speaking, and and he was also the director for in, in public health at the state of Georgia. He had a lot of responsibilities. He was you know he he did a lot of really neat things, but. Um, so I, he had a lot of responsibility, I'm sure, and a very overactive brain, and, I, and he probably internalized a lot of his stress, and he probably didn't detoxify his stress as well. Um, I think he managed it. We all have to find ways in life. It's just not handed to us that we automatically know how to manage it. We really have to work at it, and it's usually not just some, somebody's going to fix it for us, or that there's something outside of ourselves. It's, there's a lot of action steps we have to take. And I think Dad did do a lot of that. But I'll tell you something so interesting. I um, spoke with a neurologist at Emory, and he said, mm-hmm. um, he said, because we I was just, oh, and I told you I was really going, I was so neurotically researching and trying to figure this out. And, and I was convinced, too, that Dad had been exposed to something toxic. And I believe he probably was. In fact, there were um, four other physicians um, practicing with my father in Dalton, or I'm sorry, four physicians total um, in, in a little practice in Dalton, Georgia, where we, where we grew up. And they um, were all in the same hospital. And they all later in life had very similar um, manifestation of what looks like the frontotemporal dementia. I don't know that it was called that for each one. They weren't sure it was more a new diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was convinced that they would find something at autopsy about 
some sort of neurotoxin. And um, they actually did not, but they, um, they, um, what he, he, he said it was difficult. It's difficult because it manifests differently. They're different. We're all so different and we all disease manifests differently for each person. And, the, you know, depending on our vulnerable areas and, um, so that's a whole other topic, but but what he, he said, it was a very interesting thing that he was noticing is that a lot of really um, um, men, men and women with very um, high responsibility, high stress jobs were mm-hmm. showing up with symptoms of frontotemporal yeah. dementia. Isn't that yeah. interesting? And, yeah. and he, he, yeah. his first case. Was was some? Um, he said his very first case was a woman who brought her husband there because he was an executive. I want to say it was at Coke. I think he was at Coke, an executive at Coke, and he had started feeling stuff. And that wasn't his. That wasn't who he is. That wasn't his personality. But but that frontal lobe, and of course the temporal lobe, the frontal lobe is impulse. And so he, um, it was so. It's just so sad that that it's such a horrible disease we fortunately didn't have to see anything like that with with um with my father but it manifests differently in every person and and it's interesting that the high that 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 they were starting to draw a correlation at Emory and of course they couldn't they weren't saying oh stress causes disease because they're not there yet but they do know that stress creates information information inflammation but also um, it alters our gut microbiome, and our gut microbiome has. Yes. If we if yes. we have positive, and and, and and there's a still they're still researching it, but they don't. Um, there's not. I mean, they're just learning, I believe, about all of the different strains and what specifically the the action of each strain. And I think there's phenomenal research already. But what most people agree on is that it's diversity of your gut microbiome, and yes. we can get that. We, you know, we can we can get it through the food. We can get it, particularly fermented foods, um, are so wonderful yeah. and a really healthy gut microbiome. And living foods is a great way of doing that. I feel like that's one of the reasons we're so successful is that we actually reseed the gut bacteria. So um, yeah, I'm so sorry. You, you, so you know someone who's gone through that, or who, and that's one of the hallmarks is it's early diagnosis. It starts showing up really young. And you I said think you knew someone too, in the forties. Right, and I truly believe we got with the young people. Or let me tell you, my aha moment with uh, the gut and the brain is I did a presentation for the police department in Noonan because my store at the time was close by there, and I went in there and did a free presentation because my way of giving back to the community is kind of sharing with the people who serve our community with information that can make them more healthy because they're on the front line every day serving our community, mm. and it's just so important as well as ours, you know. And I talked to yeah. a lieutenant. I said to him, says, I want to come in and do a presentation because I know you guys, you're sick. He said, we are. I said, yeah, because you guys got a dirty little secret you don't want no one to know. And he said, what's that secret? I said, you can't remember anything. He paused. Mm. He said, okay, you come in and do a presentation. And I did it with some fermented food. And I said to the officers, how many times have you arrested young kids? And you asked them, why did you do that? And they go, I don't know. And I said, guess what? They don't mm. know. That stuff that messing with the frontal, the temporal, you know, that brain area. And I said, well, I believe when we clean this up, they're thinking everything must be better. 
And I said to him also, I said, you know, they got this diagnosis called the Brewer syndrome, where people are getting drunk without drinking one sip of alcohol whatsoever. And that's because young people or people eating high sugar, high carb, and it got yeast in their gut. And they're actually getting drunk without taking one sip of alcohol or drinking. And when I said that, the captain screamed from the back, oh, my God, I just got a memo on that. I said, we're sick. We're all sick people. We Mm -hmm. have to clean this up. And I truly believe if we do, we'll have a calmer, uh, a more safe community within the school system, within our homes, Mm -hmm. and within our community. Oh, I love I. Absolutely could not agree more. I know, and I hope that, we, in fact, we're going to do a, a, a kids class in um, January because I mentioned that that was my background, um, and we, I had, there were a lot of really troubled youth that we worked with, and um, I really, th- that there was just, I love the GAPS diet, and I also worked for a period of time at a place um, called Brain Balance. It's a fantastic program for kids yes. um, not affiliated with them. Do you know them? Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yes, a wonderful program, and and that parents were just starting to to realize that that strong connection, and so I we're going to be doing a kids program, but I I really it's it, it's it's so true. There don't the food has has gotten so much worse than it was than even when we you and I were kids, and it's so Correct. sad and so cheap and easy to, to eat the bad stuff and it's not in the schools. I mean that's my passion so anybody that needs help with that I would love yes. to. I love working on that and we, we would love to see groups of kids or have an outreach well, we to kids. I want to connect you on that because I've been reaching out to the I've been reaching out to the juvenile correctional center. I've been reaching out to the public schools. Even some of the police officers trying to get say we we can get our kids back and what I've learned from Natasha Campbell McBride, reading her book, studying under them, and another lady, Dr. Barbara Reed Setter, who's written a book called Food and Behavior. She's about 87, 80-something years old. She's living across Wisconsin. And I had a chance oh. to kind of sit with her. And she was a probation officer in the mid-'80s. And she changed her diet based on a book called Sugar in the Criminal Mindset. And when she changed her diet, she said her mental, everything changed. She convinced yeah. a judge and a prosecuting attorney to let people who was on probation change their diet. She did oh. that, and 89% of them did not get back in trouble with the law. She was on the Phil Donahue show. She was on the Richard Simmons show and Good Morning America, and she's written a book called Food and Behavior. And we sat with her, and she said, here's the book, here's the information, Take this to the community because we're sick. We're sick. And one thing I love about what you're doing with the Food Living Food Institute because a lot of so many people I'm knowing being diagnosed with cancer. We're scared. Mm-hmm. We get that prognosis. We're you're fearful and you don't know where to turn. Yeah. Financially, yep. emotionally, you're stuck. And sometimes yep. you just think it's a deficit, and that thinking, as you said. That toxic thinking, you're going to die. The doctor said you only got I this. Know. The doctor said this. Yes, yes, yes. I know. So I, I love that because people don't understand. Oh. And I've met people who have been set free 
when they were told that if they listened to the doctor, they would be in someone's cemetery with some headstones on it. But they took uh-huh. uh-huh. care, and that's what I love about Brenda's story and so many other people's stories that we wanted yeah. to be a majority of people saying, wait a minute, I have options. Now, I know. Give us, I know. give us a little information about if I came in there, if I just, what is the, what were some of the things that you would share with a new beginner coming in, you've just been diagnosed with cancer, you're scared. How do we treat, yeah. how do you treat one? Well, we we do we you know what what our program is about is we just immerse you in we're we're going to wrap you up and you're going to be put in with other people who who are going through similar who have similar challenges or other people who um, are there because they believe in health and we we actually I mentioned we're an immersive program so our participants are with us from nine in the morning until four in the afternoon every day and we start off in the kitchen we actually start with a shot of wheatgrass and. And, um, and, and, and then we're learning together, which is so wonderful. It's so much fun. Our kitchen instructor, Maria, we, she likes to be called Mizzy. She is just so, she's great. And she's actually from Cape Verde and she's not used to, she grew up not seeing so much disease and she came here and, and couldn't understand why everyone was getting so sick. And she's a phenomenal and fun, engaging instructor. So they're, the participants are in the kitchen all morning um, and doing making fun things and we have an energy soup and everything that we're everything that we're feeding you and that you're making and learning to make we do the sprouting and the fermenting and and um, is it's so it, it, I mean the, maybe the first day your taste don't don't love it as much but some people love it the first day and but but then it, the food gets better and better because we're able to progressively add more interesting flavors. We're, we're first trying to break addictions to sugar, which is just, and now it's the sugar is like the high fructose corn syrup and all the bad sugar, oh. the processed stuff, <laughs> so, but which our kids are getting. But then in the morning, they're in the classroom, and then in the afternoon, I mean, I'm sorry, in the morning, they're in our in our kitchen, and I may have sent you some pictures of that. We have a, a nice big kitchen with a bunch of stations, and everybody works together, and then we move to the classroom, and, and what, what I feel like our role is, because we want, it's the body, we want, you know, it's, it's the we're helping people heal themselves. We're helping the bodies heal themselves. So it's healing from the inside out. And so what I, I feel like it's our job to give people tools and to introduce them to people that they can connect with and learn from. And um, everybody, again, their everybody's journey and what they need is going to be just a little bit different. And we have the same food protocol mostly for everybody. We make some adjustments depending on a few things, but Mostly it's the same food, but everybody is going to heal a little bit differently. And, you know, the emotional piece is so different. So we have somebody come in. We have a, uh, he's a counseling psychologist, um, PhD in counseling psychology. We have an MD who comes in and does a little talk. And we have um, a woman who comes in sometimes who is certified in lifestyle medicine. And, um, and um, we have a, some different movement instructors we just this past class we had someone who did something called melt method and it's a really gentle powerful way of of um getting rid of um pain through the use of these inflatable balls it's it's a neat thing we have a um a woman who she was actually has been through our program and has been an active part of our community for many years who teaches a class called life defense and she says nobody is a victim and she is just it's called life defense and she she has oh life defense okay 
life defense. It ends up being one of the favorites for people. We have we have seen um, big, huge, grown men cry in that class over and over again. Just just I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of movement, and she it's a fun class. It's it's based has a little bit of basis in martial arts, and there's some moving, and she um, walks you through some things that you like. It um, I don't know. She, it's it's you, you have not a, you, you can kind of do a punching bag thing, and not not a not as punching bag in the room, but you're kind of doing it with these gloves. And then she pushes your, you, you push your hand and rice. And <laughs> it's just, anyway, I'm, I'm not doing it, not doing the pro. Her name's Odette and she's just phenomenal, but I'm not doing her class justice in my explanation. But, but it just to show you, we have a lot of different things. And then we also have equipment that we, um, that the participants are on. We have infrared, an infrared sauna and, and a something called a cocoon wellness pod that has uses red light therapy as well as it's called photobiomodulation and it's and um, it and we have it uses mid, near and far infrared and some jade stones and um, we have a lot of things that stimulate the lymphatic system very gently. So um, it, we, it was, we call it our little mini lymphatic gym. We use, it's called vibrotherapy, which is interesting. One of the, we heard, had a woman, woman who created her own version of this recently come through our program. And she said in her research, um, she, someone was speculating that the reason that cats don't get injured as often, the reason they can jump from tall trees and not be hurt uh, is because their, their signs are so strong because, of, because they purr, which is a vibration. <laughs> and so, so um, it's interesting. The vibration therapy is neat, but so, so the participants know they're getting all kinds of things that are natural and they're working with everybody else and they hear from others. They've read the testimonials and they hear from other people the very first day. They're hearing stories and um, they know that we're there for them. And I believe they step into a place of just knowing that they're that they're gonna that it, that we're gonna be with them, holding their hand, and um, they start lining up with their own healing. And we do talk about brain patterns because you just mentioned such an important one. Sometimes when we are first diagnosed or when we are when we get in fear, we start reinforcing the neural pathway that says life isn't safe or I'm not okay, things aren't going to be okay. And that's not the pathway that's healing. In fact, a lot of people, we talked a little bit about frontotemporal dementia. There's a new word called sympathetic dominance. And a lot of people get stuck in fight or flight mode and um, our sympathetic nervous system is there for a reason. You know, it helps us, um, you know, the, one of the things we, of course, the, the um, brain tells the body to send adrenaline to the muscle so it can run and, um, and, and our brains are active and engaged. Of course, our frontal lobe needs to be active and engaged and we need to be able to move forward and quickly react and be impulsive because there's danger. And so, but, but sometimes that gets activated just from little things because that, that neural pathway gets so strong. And again, the, the triggers get reinforced through the vagus nerve or the HPA, the axis, and from the, the, the triggers from the gut to the brain and, and then our perception of external stimuli. And suddenly the, what's getting reinforced and our most familiar um, response is one of stress and reaction instead of, okay, this happened. I'm okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and that's what we want to be because that's our, um, we want, we need a balance, of course, of everything. But in our 
parasympathetic mode, which is rest and digest. Of course, when the body's in sympathetic mode, it doesn't care about digestion. And so you, we start to start to see how this problem, that this cascade of problem happens because if we are in fight or flight mode um, in our in sympathetic dominance, then our bodies aren't going to digest food. We're going to have problems in our gut. And then we're going to have, then that's going to lead to problems with our neurotransmitters. And they're, they're going to be emitting that we're going to have the wrong, I mean, the, you know, the, the serotonin and the GABA and the dopamine, all of those, if there's compromised gut from the signals, the, the, the brain telling the body, I'm not safe, which happens when we're diagnosed or things are awful, things right. life is going to fall right. apart. All of that signaling messes up the gut, which then in turn, um, can you know we're we're getting the wrong signal sent to the brain, and we're suddenly get we get stuck in this way of, of this these patterns of thought. And actually, there are a lot of there's a lot of interesting things written now about becoming we become almost addicted to our stress. And I see it. I know it's happening with kids, and I love working with kids. I mean, the kids that the, the facility I worked at was called Devereaux, and it's a long term residential facility for emotionally disturbed kids. And and we see it. It's just so hard to see past the, the things get the, just getting reinforced. And we know that there's so many mechanisms to getting out of that. And I love and would love to be a part. If you get anything going, please know Living Foods will be behind you for anything oh, yeah. that we can do yeah. with the kids. Because yeah. I believe in that too. I am. <laughs> I mean, I would. I just feel like it's just so critically important. But it it works hand in hand because we don't want to get stuck back it's interesting when we when we do feel stressed a lot of us and I'm one you know you want to you think okay I need comfort (laughs) and there actually is a trigger in the brain from foods that 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 you know like um, that that tells us okay this this is make makes me think for a moment that I'm okay and um, but actually if we're feeding it the wrong thing we start to feel bad and you can start to notice we notice if we if you have a bad day or if you start to feel angry or upset just i just encourage your your listeners to think about okay what did i eat this morning what did i eat yesterday um and 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 we noticed we we had a, a thanksgiving dinner at um after a workshop last night and we always ask the participants okay notice how you feel because you just ate a lot of food and you feel great after it your body cuz it's healing food you feel energized and you feel clear and you feel happy um and it's just different from foods that we eat but nobody's making the connection except people like not nobody you are and I I love that and um (laughs) you know and and some of the other the other people that you've um interviewed and of course I'm familiar with um Dr. McBride or or Natasha the the GAPS diet but I'm new I I haven't heard of the food and behavior book I'm going to get pick that up and what was the one you said sugar in the in the Uh, in the criminal mind Yes, by Joel I can't wait Odell. to read it. <laughs> it's a real old book. So it's, it's, I think the book was written back in the 1930-something. It's a very old book. And it, I don't know if that many copies of it out there in full print, because the copy oh. I have is falling apart. But I, you know what I think is important you mentioned is um, you start off in the kitchen first, right? Mm-hmm. You take the, mm-hmm. that was the first place you guys start in the kitchen. And it's really ironic because I'm I'm just finishing up a book. I wrote a I'm writing a book called Healing in the Kitchen. Healing in the Kitchen oh. because the kitchen is a place of nurturing, loving. We feed one another spiritually as well as physically. 
that to me that kitchen is that place of warmth. And so you're starting the people there in that place where you're feeding them not just physically but also spiritually. Because we're connecting, we're working together, and we're putting things together. And then we sit down and we break a meal together. You know, to me, that is very powerful with what you guys do. And then the classroom, going going into the classroom and hearing other people's stories. And that's like that glimpse of hope, that inspiration. Yeah. You're putting that before them to say, you know what, I can do this. She did it. This is what she did. She had the same pain I have. She's been diagnosed yep. the same way I've been diagnosed. So for people to hear that, because a lot of times you isolate and your family's looking around on you and they're calling you, oh, she got cancer, and we're talking about the cancer and what it did to someone mm-hmm. else. And, you know, someone else died. Some, her brother died of cancer, and he, and he had this and he had this and his and that. So you're hearing all the negatives, but you guys mm-hmm. are giving people a of hope and a light to say, okay, we have a path. It may not be easy, but we're going to show you how we can go back to be that living food. You know, the Bible's in the book of Revelation, they said there's healing in the vines, there's healing on the leaves, and we're going back to his table. And I always share with people, yeah. Psalm 23rd, the 23rd Psalm, he says, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. God, no, we eat on our own table because Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because of what they ate. We're now getting kicked out of our mind and body at an early age of what we're eating. And, you know, my grandmother lived to be 105 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And as a little girl, when we used to go down to Louisiana every summer to visit with them, she would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning because she was a maid at this wealthy little people's home. And she would say when she get up in the morning, she said, Lord, thank you for waking me up in my right mind. And as a little girl, oh. like, what does she mean by that? And when she died, she was tired. She said, you know what? I'm ready to go home. And she did. She went home. Granny wasn't taking no medication, no nothing. But she lived on the farm pretty much most of her life, okay? Oh. So now I'm an adult, and I'm listening to other people saying depression, kids committing suicide. And all I know is that's coming from the gut, the food we're eating, they're not in their right mind. And to I know. know that there's a place that you can go to and learn how to eat because of so much of the food that we're eating is not real food. They're not nutritionally that good for us. And we don't no. know that because, like said, the moms are busy working, everything's fast, quick, and easy. What about the time frame and putting these type of meals together when they're, you're teaching this in the kitchen? How does that look? So people may say, well, I ain't got time for this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can do this. Share with us a little bit about the meal and coming together. Oh, it's fast. <laughs> that's really, that's what's interesting. I mean, there really are, we we show you so many wonderful things to do that are so delicious, that are so easy. And, um, I mean, I love to cook. I've always loved to cook. And I, um, but I haven't, uh, you know, I've only recently learned more about the raw preparation but but there are so many easy things you can do and also we don't waste I mean there are just lots of you can use every part of the um I mean it's so much you you we we show you basic things like you make if, if you make we we show you how to make almond milk it takes some planning maybe but you soak things for a couple of days 
or you put you do your soaking ahead of time, and then you can puree and um, you have juice, and then you have the pulp that you can use for something else, and and you do sprouts, and we have these easy little sprouting trays, and we show you different ways of sprouting, and the sprouts last a long time, and they're so healing and so nutrient dense and easy, and and you, you I mean you, your taste buds change too, so you really are craving the really healthy food. It really is not, it looks like it, I mean, when you look at the food, you think, oh my goodness, this takes so long, but really it's just a matter of you, you, you're of shopping and there's so many options. Um, I don't know if you're happy, if you all have, if, you're, if you've seen the movie um, Game Changers, it's, it's so neat. The, have you seen the movie? It's a James Cameron movie. No, I haven't seen it. It's called Game Changers. Watch uh-huh. Game changers. You'll have to watch it. Okay. It's wonderful. It's really geared. Uh, it's it's athletes and um, and veganism. And the world's strongest oh, okay. man is a vegan. And he and he says um, they are interviewing him. Arnold Schwarzenegger is interviewed. And and but the the world's strongest man says people um, people don't understand how I can be as, as strong as an ox and not eat meat. And he says, well. Do you think oxes eat meat? And but it, but they also they talk about how isn't that funny? <laughs> but they talk about how many. I mean, people assume if you're going to be if you're going to be plant based that you have you have fewer options. But really, there are so many options that taste great. And now, fortunately, there are a lot in there, sh- grocery shopping is so much easier because there is so much awareness about it. And I want to mention to you too. I can't wait to read your book and to talk with you about that. We'll have to talk separately off the program about that. I'm I'm excited yes. for you and yes. I love that. I'd love Thank to you. help you promote that. But we, um, I love the story about your grandmother. Um, I just think that is it, it's so sweet and gratitude. I, and I love that you mentioned the Bible because it's really about keeping our eyes on that, isn't it? it it's about thankfulness yes. and and it's neat that we're talking about it during Thanksgiving week. Gratitude in and of itself. So if yes. we change our mindset, we're also impacting our gut. And even saying a blessing before we eat, yes. that shifts us yes. out. I mean, that, that shifts us out of our worry, oh, thinking about a million things, our sympathetic dominating mind, our fight or flight mode, just saying a blessing yes. to the food and, and being grateful for the food, being grateful for the farmers and um, smelling the food, looking at it with your eyes and being thankful for whatever it is on your plate that someone created. And, and yes, people create food and put love in the food. I believe that. And I know you do too. Yes. It really yes. is. Yes. It's a different yes. experience. So just that shifts people um, into being able to, because if, if you shift out of that mindset into your parasympathetic rest and because parasympathetic of course is rest and digest and, and the other one is fight or flight. And if you're in fight or flight, your body's ready to move and run and make decisions and do this and that, but it, it doesn't care about digestion. That is, a, is going to take a, that it's going to take a back seat. And, um, but if it, it, that's when we when we do things as community and we're happy and in gratitude and like your your grandmother how sweet she and her infinite that's where there's so much wisdom that we can get from our ancestors because we've gotten so far yeah. away from that in so many ways truly exactly. and but exactly. you know it's just oh. <laughs> but um just and that I feel- and, and being mindful. go ahead I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I tell like I can tell a lot of young people. I want to be I'm the, I want to be your grandma of yesterday, calling you into the kitchen, calling you in to say, "Come here, baby. Let me show you how to do this," because we don't have the moms and dads saying, "Come here, baby. Let me show you how to do this." Because the young people, they're eating so well, and this food is affecting their their health, obesity, their academics, and even the crime. That if you read that book by Joe Rodell and other books that's out there saying that food, and especially the sugar, is linked to a criminal mindset for a lot of these young people and adults. And uh, it's so powerful when eating something that's coming from the earth because we came from the earth. And we're going to go back there. And it's so important because we look at the Bible. It's agriculture all the way through the Bible. He used sowing and reaping and harvest time throughout the Bible. And he says, I am the bread of life. And I heard a lot of people says, oh, my goodness, I can't eat bread no more. It's not, we're not eating the same type of bread. And they didn't, they used to ferment their bread to soak their grains before they did things in many countries. They were soaking their grains, and so they got sourdough breads and all these stuff that was fermented, yeah. which was healthy for their gut. And we're so in a fast process and drive through. We want things real fast, and there's a problem with that. I know. I, I could not agree more. I, there, yeah, there have been so many wonderful books written about, um, and you've introduced me to some more too about the problem. And it, in particular, the sugars. Then everything, of course, breaks down to sugar. But the but the really overly processed foods, which are just laden with it, and with the with the with the weird chemical variations of it, and the heated oils, and all the foods that our bodies are saying what, and they're compromising our gut microbiome that affect our brains. And so it just, I mean, and it makes all the difference in the world and for anybody who's experienced it. And that's what we need is for our children to be experiencing it because they're, you know, they're, they unfortunately are getting, they're having more trouble than we had with, with the food because the food is worse now than it was when we were in school. And because there's so many, like you said, so many fast food options and there aren't, there's not that as much time spent in the kitchen cooking. And I mean, I, you know, I, I know that my, my parents, when I was younger, we turned off the TV and which even all those electronics puts you in sympathetic mode. <laughs> it's not parasympathetic. And so you're not digesting food. Right. And, but we used to be, it was a sense of community and um, families that were, you know, families, together and communities together and friends cooking together in the kitchen and everybody making a, yeah, like you said, it's all throughout the Bible. It's just something we've gotten so far away from because life has become so fast paced and that fast paced. And that's all the more reason I think to, that we need, that we need periodically to detoxify and we need to be able to slow down because it's not the world itself doesn't seem to be slowing down. So so those of us like you and um, and and um, I who um, we want to really try to impact that and remind people about the really things that come from God that comes from come from the earth that we go yeah. back to those basics and we really can make a difference and but we have to also notice our mindset talk about um biblical principles the um the be still and know that i am god is so incredibly powerful that just being able to 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 really take that stillness in and 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 to um really 
um, to be aware that 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 we really do, there's always a moment that we can grab where we can find peace inside us that we don't have to um, that we can be grateful for. It's it's easy to it's or it's it's easy to the the most easy emotions are the challenging ones because that's so primal and it's about keeping us safe and but we have to really work like your grandma did every morning and get up and say I'm thankful what did she say I'm thankful for the mindset of this day yeah yeah thank you Lord for waking me up in my right mind but I tell you what I want to take a break you a break and we're going to come back and I want to talk about the emotion because we got so many young people that are committing suicide and actually was just talking to my neighbor, his godson, and these kids who are having struggles with hearing things, emotional stuff. Um, my heart go out to so many of these young kids out here and I can just see that. I can see that they're sick and that we're yeah. treating them like criminals and when they need help. So we're going to come back yep. and talk about depression
back with the Diyama Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. I just want to remind our listening audience, this program and radio show advice, all the information presented here is for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering any medical advice or any diagnosis or treatment for any illness, injuries, or conditions, prevention for any health problem. Please consult with your licensed practitioner or your doctor for any proper diagnosis. Okay, um, Beth, I want to talk about um, depression. When you talk about heat therapy, people being out in the sun, so many times we do not get out, get the sun, get the vitamin D. So next thing you know, we're depressed. We we don't know what to do. Our kids are indoors all the I mean, indoors all the time. And when I was growing up, we were outside until the street light came on, and then we were sitting on the porch. So yeah. how do we deal with depression and um, the lack of vitamin D? And then, two, I want to talk about sweating and how that helps release toxin out your body. Yes. Okay. And I love that. And, and before you went to the break, you mentioned um, the the really sad um, increase in suicide, and um, yes. it is it yes. is it is so troubling and it is so sad. Um, you know, um, someone shared with me recently that um, she believes she's a therapist and that she believes that. It's I don't I'm not sure what's where suicide rates up. It's like it's definitely like maybe in the top five of um, top leading causes of death apparently. And she said she felt like it was even like probably number number two even I don't know. She was just speculating, but she said that because there there are so many things that people say they're accidents, but but that there are so many people who are dealing with this. And and I I actually had no idea it was that it was so prevalent um it's just it's it's so heartbreaking that kids today are feeling i think it's different too that there's with um social media and um you know that people can it's it's just a completely different world and it's also so fast and there's so much we're being bombarded with so much that it's really hard to keep up with and it's hard to let go of it all we're constantly being stimulated and if we know that this constant stimulation adversely affects our gut, our serotonin, you know, a lot of, and there, a lot of kids are medicated now. And, um, and I'm not against medication for sure, but there are, you know, it, it does come with side effects. And um, you, a lot of kids, you've heard the thing, SSRI, serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And there, so we think about, about mental health issues as you assume that serotonin, of course, in the brain, but we know it's manufactured in the gut, um, and that most of it resides there. And so, so we're, it's it's like there's a, that missing piece that hasn't quite connected with people. But it is it's it, it it's so it's so important to get the diet right because there's such a strong link, and um, it, it just with with all of the with all of the foods that are so bad, uh, people are, it's, it's one of the, to me, it's one of the big tragedies right now uh, that of our time is that we're not recognizing that correlation between depression and anxiety and stress and what we eat. And, um, 
and and also how we detoxify too. Yeah, you mentioned sweating, that we all have systems of elimination, and that's that's you know that we all detoxify every day. We sweat, we go to the restroom, and and um, so movement is so important. And we're not getting that, like you said, and we're not getting the sunshine and the vitamin D and the soil can be so different than it was back when it was. Um, you know, when we, when we rotated crops and, and of course there are still farmers doing that, but, but the easy, quick, cheap foods to get aren't treated that way. And so we're not even the, even the plants aren't getting the, the, the sunshine and the soil and the earth, and we're not getting it. Even the microbiome that we used to pick up as kids from getting out and getting dirty and playing. Now we're so mm-hmm. sterile. That we we you know <laughs> I was saying earlier I mean we're just so sterile and we were we we were we were talking about the um, or I was going on and on probably about the the different gut bacteria and that 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 there is relative agreement about diversity of 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 gut bacteria and we think of the you know we think of soil and all of that and being if nature is being dirty or we we have come to think of that I think you know I know um, a lot of parents do that that we 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 worry about our kids um, picking up something bad from playing outside or whatever but it really is the opposite isn't it we were just um, like you said you and I when we were kids we were always outdoors and so we're missing so much of that and that really does help kids detoxify because we're going to be bombarded it's just going to happen. We're going to be bombarded with extra technology, with a lot of pressure. The world is much moves much more quickly. The information comes so quickly. I mean, it's it's in travel so quickly. Um, I was having lunch with some friends the other day, and one of my one of my girlfriends was saying that she she was just dealing with her her daughter. This it was a it was a really bad breakup with 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 her with her boyfriend. But it, we were talking about how different it is that everybody knows right away because it's where it used to be. You know, you, maybe you had a breakup and you could tell a couple close friends, and of course your close friends knew that it was a gradual <laughs> that everybody else. But now everybody knows, and so it, it's the public. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Instagram or whatever is out there, but but yeah. um, so so it's going to happen there. Life is going to be fast, and it, there's going to be a lot of um, movement, and and there's there's you know there there are going to be more foods that aren't healthy, and more people who I believe are going to have mental health issues because of the food. So it makes it mm-hmm. all the more important for parents to, I think, a take care of their own mental health, and because we all parents and every age we all are pretty get pretty addicted to our um, mobile devices and, and our work. And there's always, I mean, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I am bad about it, but just not turning I, things off when I come home. <laughs> Are you bad about it too? <laughs> well, you know, we don't have the TV on that much. I don't have the television on that much because I really try to shut the news out, but I'm, I'm always on my computer because I'm always working. My brain's always thinking. So I'm always kind of putting some ideas down and so the computer I've always pretty much had that on a lot. My computer, yeah. <laughs> so I'm guilty with the television. <laughs> I can't. I, I, and then the, what really drives me nuts is to go into a grocery store. They got the music loud or go to the gas station. They got, as you pumping, they got a little television there. I'm like, we're bombarded constantly. So I can't even stand at the gas station and pump my gas without 
hearing something. And a lot of times we don't know how to have that quiet and that place of peace or serenity. Because even in the stores, at the gas station, everywhere you go, you got music, you got peace, everything's loud. It's like the enemy is stealing us from our peace, our peace of mind. So people don't have that peace of mind or they don't know how to have it because their phone is always. Now, I don't talk on the phone much. I'm not much on a phone talker, so I'm not always on the phone. But I am on the computer researching, reading, reading my books, studying, because I want to give people information. I want to give them valid information. And a lot of things I've tried. I tried. If it ain't work with me, I'm not. Keep, I'm keeping my mouth shut. But if it works with me, I'm gonna tell it from the rooftop. And that's what this program is about: to tell people that I know things that work because people are desperate. We're losing a lot of parents at an early age, and fathers and children. When we can have our kids back and our families back and our health back by what we put inside of us. Now, I have a question. Do you have a list? A food, when someone starts off and say, here is a don't eat list. Do not eat this. Do not eat this. Do not eat this. Do you have a list like that? Well, we do. We actually, for the period of time that someone's going through our program at Living Foods Institute, we do all, um, we, we leave out a lot. We leave out everything because it's a detoxification phase. And um so, and a lot of people, if they're dealing with cancer, then they stay on our protocol for months. And we have, there was a gentleman recently, he and his wife started before they came to us and um, they stayed on the program. And um, so, I don't know, maybe four, four or five months ago, he, he had prostate cancer. His PSA levels were, were at, I think when he started, they were, when he started our program, maybe they were at a thousand and um, they, they came oh. in recently and they were at two <laughs> and so they, so that, so it, it is so incredibly impactful. But initially, we really have people doing um, a very rigid, um, or it, and, and rigid is a harsh word, but because there's so many varieties, and it, it really isn't that hard. It's a protocol you get used to, and you love our energy soup and, um, it, and, and the the various things that we that we incorporate into our diet are not hard. In fact, you want to come to our program and I would love for you to talk, talk with me about it another time so you can experience it. But we do encourage people to, to give up sugars, all processed foods during the, the time that they're doing the program. They're not doing anything that is a, a potential irritant. Of course, there's no gluten, there's no dairy, there's no meat, and it's all just plant-based Um it's all with, with just doing vegetables. And while we're, the, for the first few days of our program, we actually even leave out fruit. Fruit is healing and wonderful, and it's one of God's gifts. But during the first few days, while we're changing taste buds and while we're starving cancer, we're getting rid of the, the, the we're getting rid of all sugars, even the, you know, the, the really good ones like the fruit. So we, um, for the first part of the program, they're, they're not even doing fruit but that doesn't last for long we do incorporate it in um after after i think four or five days we start to gradually increase the amount of fruit but um we ask that um we encourage people to continue on with that trying to think of the other things to give up but really it's it we teach ways to just go in and make delicious and i'm i'm not you know you'll have to come and have lunch with us maybe maybe the next class is starting the next 10-day class starts December 6th. I'd love for you to come eat lunch with us any day and 
and see how great um, the food is. But but we show you it's just basically shopping on the outside aisle, shopping in the in the produce section, and um, there's and you can really make everything that you need from that. You can get everything you need. We do a lot of nuts and seeds. You know. Um, Nuts and seeds can be really difficult to digest, but not if they're soaked mm-hmm. and sprouted. And, um, right. and you, right. you know all about fermentation and all of that. It's just so different. So so that's our list. And then once the body is clean and the gut is, is um, healthy and, and it's been restored and your brain is working right so you can really pay attention and, and make good decisions, then we encourage you to um, add in things that you would like to add in and but do it gradually like once every 72 hours it's 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 like an elimination diet that's really easy to accomplish basically because it's a lot of people are familiar now with elimination diets that you leave out basically everything for a period of time and then you start to gradually um, add things in after um, every 72 hours you can add a new food in and see how your body reacts to it but again our program is a little more intense but it's also a little easier because we give you the easy things to make so um, so yeah I think that's I don't I don't um, we, we also you know, we, we've talked we periodically will do a shopping trip or something to show people things to buy we we sometimes bring in some ideas of, of, of things to shop for but there are just so many things that can be made just from you know just just in the produce section and and um so and again you know the sprouting tray so it so it varies from person to person what they'll eventually leave out and what they'll put back in my granddaughter and I when Brenda had the place we did volunteer to come up there and we did some you know help cleaned up and did some things and we had lunch there and the food was delicious it was the actually, but we'll come. Yeah, we came up there and volunteered because I said, okay, I need to come up there and get hands on. And but just that I've been bopping about so much late that I haven't had a chance to be back up there to uh, connect with you guys and do anything. Now, um, I know something else I wanted to talk about that you were mentioning. Oh, upcoming classes. Now you talked about the classes. And the segment, how do classes work for people? You know, you have a class um, for six weeks, four weeks. How does it work? And um, how do people connect with you if they're interested in doing this? Well, there, so our website is livingfoodsinstitute.com, and we're actually we're actually in the process of talking about adding a, a nonprofit arm um, because there's so many people that that want to come to our program who can't afford it, and we we would love to. That that's really what we want to be doing is not charging anybody for it. We wish we didn't have to, <laughs> wish we did, but we but we have the nicest food. It's all organic, and of course we've got a great facility and lots of wonderful people. But it's the so it ends up being a couple hundred dollars a day, but it includes all the food that you need and all the, um, or it's, it's actually a little less than that and depending on the program, but it includes all the therapies that you do while you're there and all the classes and all the food and, um, and you're immersed in the program. Um, and we also run specials. So actually for December, because the December class is getting started, it'd be a great time for your listeners um, that we will will discount right before the class starts if it's not full. And the holidays is a good time because it doesn't um, – the classes uh, apparently don't always fill but between November and December. So um, so it, there, there are five-day classes and 10-day classes, 15-day and 30-day. And, of course, it gets progressively cheaper the longer that you're with us. But 
but the 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 shortest program that we have right now, although I mentioned that we're going to be doing some other ones in January, but the shortest one we have right now is a five-day program, and that's um, because it really takes a, a good five days to actually get on the other side of the detox and feel great. And um, so the, the, the five-day is very doable because it's, you start on um, Friday and it runs through the weekend, so you're there Friday through Tuesday. Um, the 10-day program is the most popular. That's our mainstay program that's the incredibly transformative. If you're dealing with something, then we encourage the 15-day, which includes a few days that are um, more quiet, and we, we give you some other you know, like blue green algae and other things, and you have more time on all of the equipment. And, and um, so, and then for the participants who do longer programs, it's actually, you're on for 15 days, you go home for 15 days. And during that 15 days, you're welcome to come back to the center. We, we're there for, to support you. You're trying everything on your own. And then there, you're, you come back for another 15 days. Um, and, you know, and, and, and some people repeat it. We, we've had, in fact, there's a woman, we have so many wonderful volunteers because once people come, they just know how great they feel. And it's such a fun, loving place to be. And it's just a supportive community. As you know, since you volunteered there, we have so many, I think someone was telling me recently that we have a, on our, we don't have, they're not there all the time, but we have a volunteer list of about 500 people who've, who have wanted to volunteer wow. there. So it's, um, it's a neat community because it's, because people experience such transformation but we um so we we have some people who um oh well I was gonna say we have a volunteer there now who had Lyme disease and this program was so healing for her but she actually went through um three times before she felt like she she said she was on a I think she was in a wheelchair and just really disabled when she came but she went through several times because she really wanted to and she also had um some brain problems from the line and so it was more difficult for her to learn and to know how to do it on her own but um most people if they're dealing with cancer they'll they may do 30 days and then they're on their own and we're always we always want to be a resource for them and um you know we don't we don't like to lose touch with anybody who comes to our program <laughs> we say everybody's part of our family now so um so yeah that's it that, that is it is here mm-hmm now the Gerson, you're familiar with the Gerson therapy, right? Uh, I am. Um, Charlotte uh -huh. Gerson. Because uh -huh. I've been out there. I went there. Took a couple of their. Uh, we took. I went out there to California. My daughter and I and taking a class out there because I really want to know. Like I said, when I give people information, I want to make sure I'm giving it to them correctly or try my best to. What about enemas? When you talk about detoxing, do you support enemas? They support the coffee enemas. And some, I, I think Brenda had did enemas with wheatgrass in the past. So, what is your? Is that the same prototype that you guys are using as part of the detoxing? Yep, that is. In fact, when I went through the program, I actually did not do. We also have colon hydrotherapy there. We have a colon hydrotherapist who's wonderful, and she has she she had her own um, facility before she came with us, and she has clients there from who followed her. She's great, um, but but. Like when I actually did the program, I didn't do it, but I, but I just because I was, I guess I was afraid of it, but it really is so, <laughs> it is, it is, and, um, but it really is very powerful. In fact, it's, we do wheatgrass because our program is more alkaline based. Um, our water actually has 
the increased hydrogen and but but we we recommend the wheatgrass enemas i don't know about i've heard so many transformative stories about coffee enemas too i just personally can't don't know enough to talk um intelligently about it i just don't know enough about it but i've heard great things about it but but we do we um we give the if they if people are there for a longer um program they get we give them an enema kit too and um and i wanted it's you were talking about um the the book that you were referencing a minute ago that was written back in the 30s i think and it's and and it made me think of um a book um have you ever read any of the napoleon hill books um he wrote I believe he wrote Think and Grow Rich and Success Principles, and he also yes, yes, wrote yes, yes, a book yes, yes. that mm-hmm. it was written. Yeah. And he was oh, he he didn't write it. It, it was it was, there were transcripts of of um, various speeches that he did and of radio interviews actually. <laughs> so you should listen to it. It's neat. Um, he cared very much about sharing public information like yourself, and he or like helpful information and. But it was it was his talking from years ago, and so there's one that um, that actually one of our instructors was sharing with me the other day. Just very coincidentally, I happened to be reading it, and she had just finished reading it. Um, it's also a Napoleon Hill book, and it's called Outwitting the Devil. And um, it's 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 interesting. I think it was a little controversial. Maybe his wife didn't want it released, and because it's sort of or or I don't I don't know. I'm not sure, but it was it was actual transcripts that he it, it was as if he was having a conversation with the devil and, and he and the devil was saying um giving him you know that how he he um got to people and actually it was through the mind and through the food and and yep. and coincident or the, so it you know just it's all about taking control of our mind and we really have to and of, and of the food we eat and but but um it's it's more about the mind i guess but at the end of the book he actually talks about um and i and and i'm i'm bad about reading a bunch of books at the same time that i've got i have not actually finished that book but but um a woman carla who was an instructor there for years who taught a class recently was talking about his book and she said that at the end he talks about colon cleansing and that was way back then as how much that heals our mind and isn't it isn't it interesting that you and I both are referencing two authors um, or two you know two um, thought leaders from back in the 20s and 30s that were already talking about basically the mind and the gut the sugars and the bad dudes and the thoughts and the the connection with the digestion it's just it's it's Exactly, um, exactly. And you go back to the Bible. So when you talk about the Bible and what's important, when I read the Bible and it it tells Yeshua, Jesus Christ overcame the enemy, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The flesh is so weak, and the enemy comes through us through the flesh, you know, with our food, through sex, through Pride, envy, our hair, the way we look, everything is fleshly. We're so fleshly. And he has done a very great job with commercials and uh, Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff that's in the world system to lure us in. And I read Jeffrey Smith's book called Seed of Deception, and that book blew my mind. It just messed me up when I started learning about genetically modified food and genetically engineered seeds and how our seed has changed. I lied to you not. My Bible was open on my bed, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what am I supposed to do with this information? That our seeds have been 
we're not having the same type of seeds that we our grandparents and great grandparents grew up with. Yeah. My yeah. my eyes keyed in on Jeremiah two twenty one. And this is what God said to Israel. Yet I have given you seeds, seeds of the highest quality. How then have you turned before me into alien vines? We're eating food that was never designed for him for us to eat. And that's why he said in Psalm 23, I go to prepare a table before you oh. in the presence of your oh. cake. That table is going to be full with natural whole food. Adam and Eve, uh, uh, Esau gave up his right for some his birthright for food. You know, it's so much throughout the you know the Israelites. They wanted quail. They wanted they wanted to go back to Egypt, and he gave them quail. And so many of them died because they were filling them their faces with this food. And our young people and the moms, so feeding the mothers, you know, so important for us to learn. For me, I've learned that it's what the mom eat before she's pregnant, while she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's taking care of the next generation. That's going to be taking care of us. Autism is at a high. We have manic depression at a high. People committing suicide. The United States, we're not in our right mind. No, we're not. I and know. our military guys, our military guys are coming back committing suicide in alarming mm. rate. And I no. never forget, I lost my husband in 2007. I was watching um. news. I was watching the news. Uh, a, a gentleman had went to Congress pleading for help because his son had committed suicide after serving mm. over in Afghanistan, and he was asking for help. And as I'm watching, it's something in my spirit said, oh, my goodness, I know why our men are committing suicide. So I'm a big, I got a big mouth. I called, I called VA. I said, I need to speak to our, I talk, need to speak to a chaplain because I know why our men are committing suicide. <laughs> Mm. So I, <laughs> I love it. I love on it. The phone. I leave a message on the phone. It was during Veterans Time. The VA was Veterans Day, so no one was there. So I left a message. One of the chaplains called me back. His name was Schumark or whatever. Very soft spoken young man. And I said, Sir, I'm not crazy, but I know why our men are committing suicide. And I had all these little scriptures written down. First of all, from a spiritual warfare that we're we're sending our men over mm-hmm. there that not protected spiritually uh-huh. and that mm-hmm. you know yep. I, and I was giving him I was giving him scriptures I said before the Israelites went to war they sent the high priest in ahead of the, the military to clean out the land and pray for the men we're sending our men mm-hmm. over there and they're empty physically spiritually and emotionally and mm-hmm. that suicide spirit when it blows somebody have that spirit in them and when it blows it up it has to go somewhere. So it looks for someone who's empty, who's not been, and it attaches themselves to them, and they come back. And the gentleman said to me, uh-huh. and I gave him all these scriptures. I gave him the books that I was reading, and he said, ma'am, I've had three of my friends commit suicide this week. <gasps> give, me the, give me the name of the authors of the books that you have. He said, in December of that year, they were going to meet in California, all the chaplains, to address this issue. We want to get these guys to come speak for us. I said, oh, my goodness. So I gave him the information. And I left a message on two of the guys' in, uh, voicemail. The second one called me back. It was his clerk. So I explained to him the same thing. He said, girl, you're talking to the choir. 
We know what's happening. But I order the books that those men read on the front line. Give me the names of the books so they can have it. We're preparing them physically as well as uh, spiritually. The food yeah. battle. You know, and, you know, yeah. Jesus Christ said he's coming back. He's going to be our bride. He's going to be our groom, and we're going to be the bride. And it's going to be a wedding yeah. feast. That's food. Again, yeah. food. It's going to be the food. Yeah. So yeah. the I enemy has tricked us through years with the food and the spiritual warfare. He said, we're not fighting flesh against flesh. We're fighting spirit against spirit. And that food has been used as a weapon, and it's kicking our butts right mm. now. Yep. Okay. Yep. And for you to have a facility, almost like a hospital, say, come on, let me take you in. But not only are you feeding their mind and their body, but you're feeding their soul. Because we've all been oh. nursing, missing it. You know what? It's I, I have, this is so. I have to tell you this very quick story. I, I mentioned that we are talking about potentially doing a nonprofit arm, and there was a sweet woman going through a program recently. And I, I, my morning prayer. I, I was so. I, I had just had dinner with some other some friends, and we were talking about have really clarity of purpose, definiteness, being real clear about what your vision is and your mission. And, and of course we do so many things and I was thinking about it before I went to bed. And when I got up that morning, that was my prayer. And, and, but I felt that, you know, when you, I, I, I love that. I, I get my miracles come from opening the Bible or something I read in a book, a spiritual book when exactly at the right time. And I, that morning, that was, what's that? I'm sorry. I'm go Hello? ahead. Go ahead, Beth. I'm, oh, yes, I'm listening. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so I was going to say that my my prayer that morning was I really want to, I really want to figure out how to be very clear about what it is and I and you know God I know you're going to show me and and do you know that um, I that as I was walking out to my car that morning this this woman who was taking her class called me and she said. Okay, Beth, God has a message for you. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, I am not kidding. It woke me up. I I was thinking about it this morning, and she said, I just feel like just now I felt like I needed to call you and tell you. And she said, I know that you, it's hard. You can't promote. You can't say you're doing the healing because it's, you you know, you don't, you're not against medicine. And um, it's, it's God who's healing and you're not, it's tricky of exactly what to say. And she said, but you need to, for your if you do what you, one of the messages that you need to do to say is that you provide God's medicine. <laughs> and, and I had yes. just been, I mean, I had just been thinking about that. And so that's going to be, you know, we're looking to hopefully get that started real soon or partner with somebody and then get it going for a 501c3. But that's going to be our message is that we provide God's medicine. That's all we're doing. <laughs> so I love yes. that you said that. And that and so that was just such a neat, that was such a neat validation for me. <laughs> I have a caller online. I'm going to bring him on um, to see the, the ask if he has a quick caller. Are you there? Sure. Yes. yes. Hi, caller. Can you give us your name and your location, and then you can ask your question to, to Beth? My name is Scott. I'm from Indiana. Hey, Scott. Scott. Well, um, I. I've got kind of a weird question now. Um, I was in Iraq for a couple tours of duty there, and um, I went to Afghanistan after that. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm out of the military now, thank God. And uh, mm-hmm. so I did that. But what I can tell you about our diet 
is if you're in special forces and you're doing certain things, the diet is weird. It's much weirder than you ever think it would be. Um, you eat all kinds of stuff. Essentially, you eat everything you can. And uh, you can sur- a human being can survive off of almost everything else that walks the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems that seems a little weird, and it seems a little soul taking. Mm-hmm. But but when you're in that situation, you know I've had bad dreams after that, you know, because I, I didn't want to do those things, but I had to survive, and I didn't have a choice. And, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so I wonder how that affects you if you eat an animal that maybe uh, wasn't aggressive towards you or nothing. You just had to capture it and you had to butcher it and you had to cook it up and, you know, skin it and cook it. You know, I I don't know um, how, I don't know. It bothers me wow. a little bit because I got these dreams. So, so, uh, mm-hmm. so I went to, I was in Iraq for two tours and then Afghanistan, Afghanistan was worse, by the way. It was much worse. It was, it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my leg blowed off in Afghanistan. Um, but, uh, um, so, 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 I mean, I understand the show is about food and what happens if you, you know, you just eat certain things. Like I can tell you this, I'll tell you this one thing, right? There's dogs out there, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. you got to eat the dog, but you can't ever eat a cat. A cat tastes terrible. You you never want to mm-hmm. eat a cat. And you know, most people should never know that information. You know, they shouldn't mm-hmm. know that. So yeah. is that what's driving my dreams? Well, it's you know what? It's it is it's that's so I, I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. I think it's important for people to know that. But you were like you were you said you were surviving and um it's just not our we talk about our nature and who we are. It's not natural. I mean, it's not within our nature to just um to to kill. I mean, it's and you had trouble with it clearly, and um, so that brought on all the other feelings. And on top of that, yeah, you. I don't know what what the animals were eating, and um, there there have been so many studies that show. And again, I am not. I don't want to be um, saying that I'm against eating meat um, because I'm, um, but I am against animal mistreatment and I also have read so many studies that show how adversely how how meat can adversely affect the body and so I um I I just can't imagine the 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 trauma for you of having to actually be involved with that and to actually have knowledge of the animal that you you know that 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 you participated in, um, in 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 killing and eating, and I think that is what we know now is our our thoughts. We're so much of what we're doing. I mean, um, Marsha and I were just talking about putting love into the food, and you had to do the opposite. But but it wasn't you were surviving, and that is that's what you were doing and um, thank you for your service to our country. I mean, you gave thank you very so much. much. Of, mm-hmm, yeah. You, you just, I mean, 
I am so sorry for what you had to go through. And but the thing is, is is you were doing what you needed to do to survive at at that point in time, and you did. So I'm so happy that you're back with us, and you're you have such a strong spirit that you're back talking on this show. And and I um and you even so you're um you lost both of your legs. Is that what you said, or, oh, or one of your legs? Only lost. No, just my left leg below the knee cap. So that was okay. Awesome. I was lucky. I okay. was lucky. You were lucky. Yeah, uh, you're I have, still with us. I have a question yeah. for Scott. Scott uh, and Beth, I don't know if you can maybe sign off on this. Another thing, what really bothers me when I go to the airport and I see our men come back from Iraq, Afghanistan with the dust on them, I truly believe the United States government should take these men aside First of all, to let them heal emotionally from being over yeah, there. The trauma too. of watching their buddies and other people being blown up, that's traumatic. And a lot of yeah. times they question themselves. And even the injury that Scott has, that's dramatic. A dramatic change in his life and emotional life and, and even his family. So I think, you know, being able to handle that, we talk about our emotions, depression, and being able, and then the medication that he may be taking may have side effects that could be affecting his dreams or even the food he's eating. I, for me, and I'm no doctor, but I'm just telling you, like, from what I'm seeing and what I've understand on this journey that I've been on is that you too may have to detox, change your food, change mm-hmm. your diet, and allow your body to reprocess because your emotion is in that gut. The medication, the trauma you've had your legs taken off has a whole effect on your brain. So it could have an effect on the dreams. And other you know what's weird? You know what's weird is uh, I came back and you're right. They they put you on a if, if you talk if you go to Walter Reed and you say, you know, I feel this way or that way or whatever, and they put they put you on a handful of meds, right? And uh, but you can't function in life. Right. Here's here's what's weird is that the dreams I have, right? I have a dream where my dog that I have right now, right, looks exactly like a dog that my grandfather had in World War One. And and how do I how do I ever put that stuff together? You know, I can't do it and I can't talk to anybody about it because they'll think I'm crazy and they'll lock me up and yeah. all that stuff and I don't want to yeah. do that. You know, I'm a little messed up. You know, yeah, I stepped, I stepped on something, and um, you know, it blew me and and my my two friends died. You know, I lived, oh, so that's why I'm lucky. Yeah. They they were blown to pieces. Those those guys were those they're dead. You know, but I'm so you know that's hard that's hard to process and stuff. And but you don't really get a solid foundation. You know, but now I don't want it. You know. Uh, my my dad was in Vietnam. My grandfather uh, was in World War Two. My great grandfather was in World War One, and I think that's the dog I'm looking at right now. It's my great grandfather's dog because he told me when I was when I was six. My great grandfather told me stories about because back in those days they used to have dogs that ran with them a long time ago. Back in the early 1900s, they had dogs, and and this is exactly the dog that he told. Me. And the, the way this dog looks at me, I swear to God, it's the same dog. And I don't, I can't tell anybody that. Who, who I am I going to tell that story to? Yeah, who am I going to tell that story to? They're all going to lock me up, you know. 
No, I don't believe you. No, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Marsha, but I, I mean, I believe that 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 dog has that same sweet spirit that's been passed down to help yep. you because, I, I mean, I, I, I am a dog lover. I can't tell you that Me too. I. Yes. Yep, yeah. yep, they are so precious, and I, I love that the, the, the dogs fell backwards as God. I believe that they are really angels here to help us. And so um, do you, so is this dog just showing up in your dreams, or do you have a dog now too? No, I have, I have one now that in my dreams, and I don't know why I would dream this, you know, because I, I never knew my great-great-grandfather, right? I never saw him in my life. But mm-hmm. since I got home, after I got home, you know, and I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I, you know, I'm just sitting around trying to recover and stuff. And I see this, these pictures in my head. And my dog, the exact one I have now, is in those pictures, along with what I'm going to assume is my great-great-grandfather. I don't know if that's really him or not, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I haven't even seen pictures of him. I have no idea, but my dog is irreplaceable. So mm-hmm. he sort of pops up in these dreams, and then he's mm-hmm. right here on the couch, you know, and uh, it's a little mm-hmm. bit hard to handle. You know, it is. It's not easy. Well, oh, you know what? You you have to be real super-duper gentle with yourself, and I think that sounds like a little a blessing showing up for you in your dreams if you can – position it that way and and being able to be with dogs now um i think that i think that i think it's a sweet little gift from god and i don't see it as crazy at all i love all dogs i know i know it i know it and i think that i think i marcia i am completely 100 percent in agreement with that and living foods would be 100 percent behind that if anybody starts that, that that there could be a time that that our um, that our wonderful men of service to this country could come back and have a place to go for a period of time and um, and heal with food heal their food heal with food and with emotions and with detoxification. Scott, I'd love it if you stayed on the line after this call because I'd love to talk with you about our program and something I'd like to do for you to come through the program if you'd be open to it. And in fact, we had we have a guy who I would. Um, well, he he actually did not. He he's a paraplegic. He actually lost both of his legs, and he has really healed his his um, body and his mind through um, the exact protocol that we're doing at um, at Living Foods. And I am I am just in awe of what you've been through and how how strong I know that you are. It just the the um, ability of the human spirit to survive some of the things that you've been through. So it's to me, you're already you're going to be a real light, and probably just your call has probably is probably just helping other people to hear what you've been through. It's just it's it's war, and it, it, it's just it's so tragic and it's so difficult, and you're forced to do so many things that aren't natural. And um, it sounds like just you're recognizing it, and just you're calling in to Marcia's show tells me that you're. On, you're you're looking. You're already on a good path. Um, you may need a great detoxification. You may need to. You're going to be spending some time with um, recreating neural pathways that maybe got um, 
moved a little bit in more fight or flight mode. We've talked a lot about that. And I'd like to recommend, too, another book. Um, Marsha, you have probably a whole list. There's a book um, called um, Carolyn Leaf. She's a Ph.D., Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And it all, it, it, it's called, I think it's Who Switched on My Brain or Who Switched Off My Brain or something. And, and But she also talks about biblical principles and um, and refers back. Her, her whole book is about the brain. It's, she's a neuroscience. She's a, a scientist. And, and she talks about healing the brain. She goes back to the Bible. It is a great, that's the good book. That's a great place to go. It's a good place to go. You're already... Um, Scott, you're already there. You, you already, I can hear from your voice, you already, you have gratitude for just your surviving. What you don't want to do is to live in guilt over anything in the past. You, you mentioned losing other people you loved, and but they want you. And in fact, you know, you're, I'm sure your grandfather, your great-grandfather, what a family of it. It sounds like they're all supporting you and they're talk about things that get passed through us genetically and with epigenetics part of you is them and you're you're alive you're going to be continuing to help others and spread your good story of healing and hope so um, go ahead i want marcia we're winding down but i want uh scott to take another book is called the adversary by mark dubeck and it talks about how we have to fight things spiritually now, what I want to do, Scott, is pass your number on uh, off the air to um, Beth so she'll be able to contact you. Would you be open for that? Scott, can you hear me? Okay, sure. Thank you. Okay. But you, because, you know, I do appreciate you calling in, and we do know that what you've gone through is emotional as well as physical, and, and it takes time to heal both. And I know Beth has the two, and I know they deal with uh, feelings buried alive. That the book talk about our emotions mm-hmm. and how that we have to balance that in, and the food, all of that plays a part in us healing, and then the spiritual part of us coming together in a healing way. Is that okay? Okay. Scott? Yeah. I, you know, at this point, yeah. you know, I don't know what to do. You know, I know I can't live this way. Uh, it's not going to go well. Uh, I need help, you know. And uh, I did I did things in war that I can't get out of my head, you know. And I don't I know, know what my, to do about yeah. that. I and my husband was a Vietnam vet. He said the same thing. Yes, I understand. We truly understand. You know, we're grateful for your service, but we want to let you know we don't take that for granted. And what we can do here at, uh, at For Your Health, We'll be able to, uh, whatever help we can, we'll do it for you. And I know Beth and with the Living Food Institute, we'll be able to try to help you and get some direction. Because I know it's hard, especially working with DA. Um, Beth, you want to give people your number, uh, information, again, in the website where they can reach you. And this is Scott, want to write this down also, but we will, I will pass his number on to you. Yes, and our main number is, or so our so our website is Living Foods plural Living Foods Institute dot com, and um, our main line phone number is four zero four five two four 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 eight eight, 
And if we have students there, sometimes we're slower to answer the phone, but we'll always call you back, and we try to pick it up each time. But we always, um, yeah, we, we're here to help heal hearts and emotions, and we get it. I mean, we've, I'm just, yeah, when you, when you go through devastating things that are so traumatic, um, you can get past them. I mean, we see it all the time. We see it, people who think that they're never going to feel good again, we see it that they feel great afterwards. And so, um, Scott, I'd love to, I'd love to help you. I mean, that's what we're here for that you're a, and I'd love to continue. If there are any other men who have been in service, I would love to, um, offer, um, some level of military discount because that's just, that, that is just so incredibly, um, impactful what you've been through. And, um, and I'd love to, Scott, would you mind if I asked you what else, what kind of food in general, um, other than things when you had to survive on, on the things of the earth, what, what were you, um, what kind of food does the military feed you? You know, you eat everything out of a bag or a can, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in wartime yeah. and then you come home, right? And there's no transition. So, Mm-mm. so you kind of do the same thing and, and there's no, there's no teaching or or nothing uh just okay. the nutrition I, i'm sure isn't good uh yeah it's just it's just enough to sustain you to keep on doing mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do and uh that's uh, weird it's it it becomes weird you know later you know you get home and especially if you're injured because then you have a lot of time and you sit around and and you go boy that's that's kind of weird that's weird you know that you know, it didn't seem that way at the time, right? It just seemed <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to do. And then, and mm-hmm. then, uh, I, I don't know how to answer your question other than that. Well, you, yeah, no, you answered it really well. That's what I assume. It's because it's difficult to get fresh, um, good, healthy, organic food. I mean, which which you all are really serving our countries. You should be the best fed group anywhere, and. Um, that's that's something that I don't know how to do this. Maybe Marsha, we can team up and figure out. But because really the the foods that we teach are so could really be so restorative and they're so cheap, they're so inexpensive. If we could, um, I was mentioning Ann Wigmore. She saying that nobody in the world should be starving or malnourished because sprouts are so cheap and easy to do on your own. And and I just mentioned to you a gentleman. His name is Kenny, and he lives in New Mexico. He traveled. He, he came by van. Um, he has a special van that he drove down to our program in Atlanta, Georgia. And he um, brought his own. He's been doing it for years. He came to, you know, to do a, a, a refresher course. But um, he does, he, he travels with his sprouts and his wheatgrass. And he feels great. He's vital. And, and it's so easy once you know how to do it and so cheap to make, to do sprouting. And they know now that sprouts, for example, um, like sulforaphanes, or this is a, um, this is about going back to healing cancer, but healing things that aren't right in the body that then also strengthening the mind. Um, they've recognized that sulforaphanes can cure, cure cancer. So they can put them in a Petri dish with cancer and it, and it destroys the cancer. Sulforaphanes are in broccoli, but you can't digest broccoli easily raw and if broccoli is cooked, then the sulforaphanes can be dis- the the enzyme that allows the body to absorb the sulforaphanes is destroyed. So sprouts actually have it intact. And so if you're eating sprouts, 
let's just say broccoli sprouts, then um, if the, then you're eating not only the sulfurethanes but also the enzyme that helps your body absorb them. Just doing that, Scott, if you just go out, I mean, that's a small little thing, but if you go out and buy a bunch of sprouts, and I know that we can, if you'll, that's why I want you to come to our program. We can show you how to make them taste delicious. But just that um, is getting raw, great nourishment in your body and um, fermented foods a lot of times unfortunately a lot of the ones that you can buy at the grocery store there are some good brands but sometimes they are um they are um pasteurized or heated so some of the bacteria gets destroyed but now yeah but i really want i will give him your number and i'm really grateful to god that you call and we will be praying for you and lifting you up in Mm -hmm. prayer because i will put you on my prayer list but i will uh Stay in touch with you, and or you can stay in touch with us. Um, the number, if you want, anybody want to reach me is four zero four six four five three seven seven eight. You'll be able to reach me here in Atlanta, and you can just give me a call, and I will be able to try to help you and direct you and what the best way we can. But we're getting ready to leave the show, and Beth, I want to thank you so much. I am truly, truly grateful for you taking time out of your Sunday to, uh, to call in and be with me on the show. And you know what? So we can brainstorm to bring this information and bring the teaching and the tools for other people to be healthy and have their peace of mind because it's, it's going to come through eating the right food and doing it as a people, as a village, and learning from each other. So thank That's you so right. much. Well, thank you so much, right. and, I, and I'm so grateful too to meet you and Scott. What a what a what an honor! So, um, meet you on on the air. So, thank you, Marsha, and and thank you, All Scott, right. for calling in. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Bye bye. 